Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ampliverse Book Club. This month, we read the novel, a little ditty called Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Yes. Is that correct? Okay, thank you, everyone. Michael Crichton. Uh, And I'm here. uh, Let's introduce all of your book club hosts today using pull quotes from our book today. So I am yours truly, an edge of the chair adventure, RJ. Hello, that's me. We've got an undeniable narrative energy alley. <laughs> the story just constantly unfolds. <laughs> uh, fright- frighteningly real, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Uh, and finally, we've got a special guest for this book. We've got complex concepts in simple terms. It's Rhino. Hi, Rhino. Welcome to hello, the club. Hello. 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 <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, so today, like we said, we have read Michael Crichton's, uh, you know, just a little book that we picked up uh, called Jurassic Park. And uh, I'm very excited. A little no, Yes. And, and we're very excited to talk about it. So we'll get started right away and uh, just do a round of first feels and just kind of like, you know, talk about how we generally liked the book and how we came to know uh, Jurassic Park the world before the book or, or as we experienced it. Um, I can go first. Uh, I obviously just from knowing pop culture, Jurassic Park existed. I'd have never seen the movie um, to the behest of, of the people in this club, <laughs> Catherine and Ryan. Um, mostly because I was such a scary cat growing up. I did. I made it a point to avoid every single scary movie because I happened to watch Twister when I was very young <laughs> and it truly scared the shit out of me that I never wanted to watch any movie that had like any sort of like conflict where, where like people could die. Like I was truly like terrified of it. I mean, so, the opening of that movie is horrifying when the dad yeah. is sucked up out of the storm. Yes. Track. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I have always I watched Twister. <laughs> oh my. Allie's what? like, that sounds Allie, like my kind of movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will never go to uh, Wichita, Kansas ever because of that movie. Okay. I, that's when my the, family, that's the F5 when, okay. when my family told me that we were moving to America, I would, literally was like, "It's nowhere with like twisters and tornadoes, right? Like Phoenix what? is safe, right?" <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> you live in the Midwest now. <laughs> I know, and that's the yeah, it's just the irony. Although like tornadoes don't really hit close to like the lake, like it stays pretty like close to like inland of the state. So I'm pretty good. I'm, I'll, right. I'll be fine. Just on the cusp of Tornado Alley. <laughs> yes, just right, right at the end. I think the worst that could happen here is like, you know, when the when the ice Don't. caps melt and the lake just completely. <laughs> I mean, you're in a high rise me. at least. It'll but be at very, least I'm in a high rise. Yeah. Absolutely. So at that I think point, we'll okay. visit the we'll visit the classic water world for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this was like my first my first real, and I've you know I've ridden the rides at, uh, at Universal Studios, so that was kind of like the most of my Jurassic Park experience. This is my first time reading the book. Uh, very fast, very uh, quick paced book. Very shocked at how fast I got to read it during the weekend. Uh, right to the minute, right before we finished this, uh, started this recording, I finished it. Um, and I I felt like it was, this is also my real first foray into like uh, science fiction reading too. Um, so it was, I was very kind of amazed at the, the level of detail just in general and the fact that I kept up. So I would be, so- I would be curious if I like read this younger, like if I, 
would have kept up just as much. So I tried to read it in second grade or not second grade because it came out while I was in second grade. No. Yeah. This movie came out in 1993. So I was in second grade. I did try to read the book when I was like a little kid. And I was like, you know, how you know how when it starts and it's all about the like back and forth with the scientists. And I remember being a little kid and just like it took me hours to get through like (laughs) one page. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to finish this. So I listened to it on tape. Mm. Yeah, I definitely had that same kind of reaction of like, wow, it's so like, I don't know if any of you have read Carrie, but like Stephen King kind of writes it in a way of like, it's very, it's almost just like reporting the news that happened in the events. Like, there's a lot of that shorter, though. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I I, I think I would have had a hard time reading this when I was here. I couldn't even read Harry Potter Goblet of Fire when I was little. Like, like you can't even read Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire now, RJ. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Uh, so yeah, that, that was kind of like my general take, but I know we've got uh, big fans of Jurassic Park in this chat. So Catherine Rhino, do you want to share your um, your story? Sure. Um, this was the first PG thirteen movie I saw when I was a kid, wow. and I was quite young to be seeing it. I want to say I was like six, maybe. I was um, I was three when it came out, so I was like six or seven when I saw the movie, and I like I was just enamored. I loved it, and. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I've kind of always loved Jurassic Park. It's one of those classics. Like I have, you know, you have your list of movies that you rewatch. They kind of feel like a warm blanket yeah. because it's just like it's it's like a memory of your of your childhood. And it's kind of hilarious that this like almost horror movie is, is like that for me. But it's, it's like, like for, know, yeah, for a lot of kids. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, this one it's like The Mummy and Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and Star oh, Wars. Yeah. Like they're all on that same level for me and. So, uh, yeah, so I actually didn't read this book until um, right before the pandemic. I decided I was going to try to get into audiobooks, which really worked, as you all know. And I'm super into them now. And um, I listened to it on a drive uh, to visit my parents um, who live 11 hours away. And I was like, I, I loved being able to compare and contrast the film with the book. Like, I really... Um, I enjoyed that. And then I kind of went on a spiral where I was doing that all the time. Like I read a bunch of Stephen King so that I could then watch the movies. And so, um, so yeah, I, I love me some Jurassic Park. First PG 13 movie. And my tattoo appointment has been rescheduled to uh, May 31st. Oh, you're getting a Jurassic Park tattoo? Yeah, I Catherine sure promised that it would be ready by the recording, but it. Uh... Well, my tattoo artist had a medical emergency. Okay, <laughs> we'll anyway. forgive that, I guess. Yeah, right. She's excused. So I think I think um, yeah, I was gonna keep it a secret, but I can, I mean, I still don't know exactly. I just told her what I want, and she's gonna do it. But it's gonna be Doctor Sattler, which is Laura Dern's character. Mm-hmm. And uh, some paleo uh, botanist type leaves from the Jurassic cool. and a velociraptor and the words woman inherits the earth, which oh is not God, in the it. book. Yeah. Thank you. Not I mean, in the book, only the movie. Best ah. parts of the movie where she's where they're yeah. like looking out the window and he's like, uh, man, or God creates man. Man destroys God, or what is? She? I God, forget how it no, goes. No, man, God creates man. <laughs> we did it. Wait, no, God <laughs> creates dinosaurs. God yeah, creates right. man. Uh, man destroys no, God, God. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or, or something. I, skipped, I forget what I he says. God destroying dinosaurs. dinosaurs it's destroying man, man, but yeah. 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 It's God. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. And then Laura Dern's dinosaurs character goes, eat man. Dinosaurs eat <laughs> yeah. man. Woman inherits the earth. And so yeah. that was going to be the whole what thing. But I was like, that's too many words. Yeah. What a slay. So it was too many words. <laughs> so I stuck to just woman inherits the earth. So. That's perfect. I love that. Thank you. What about you, Rhino? Are you I also... had to go over to show you. I have my little, oh, I call it my little yeah, sexy Jeff Goldblum. My doctor. I'll be back. I'll, I'll be back. <gasps> oh my gosh. Uh, Today's episode featuring <laughs> props. <laughs> yeah, I I'm like also Kim sent me this recently. It's this like teeny tiny. You can see it's got a raptor on it and like dinosaurs etched into the back. And now uh, I'm just gonna you open it and then you do a little. Whoa! Oh, it's a theme song. Ding, yeah, but ding, I'm not ding, at the right part. Ding, 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 ding. When he I, says welcome to, to Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park. And I, I get out and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> do oh. the doors open? Ah, <laughs> so cute. I love but that. The reason one. I thought hey about this, hey girl. the reason I thought about this is because oh, there he oh, is. Back. I didn't know it's, that. Oh, you're my God. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh my God. Fun fact: yeah. I got my job Heart at Universal drab. because I didn't want to pay full price for this bag. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had one that was like blues head too i saw that was yes. cute and like there's, yeah i almost bought another jurassic park shirt when i was there the other day because now they have ones and it says biosyn on it and i was like oh my god biosyn is the other competing yes. genetic uh thing it's in the, the dodson lab and they don't it's talk the, about yes, Dod dodson, dodson. dodson. No. we got dodson here you know oh, that. we got dodson here damn we it. Got do See, damn no it. one cares yeah but that's I the <laughs> that character is in the movie for a second, like wow. one fifth of a. I mean, like he was in this book I, too for a I second. I do. I no, do. He comes back in the second one. He's a main character yeah. in the second mm. one. The actor, though, I think, is like a sexual predator. I believe he is too. Actually, yeah, oh. something so, went on with that. That's um, unfortunately, but yeah. uh, I mean, it fits with the character. I think because he's that's not, true. Yeah, that's fair. Not great, fair. but but I I remember going to see this movie like my aunt and her best friend. Uh, took me and my brother, who was a year older than me, and it was the it had come out that summer when I was going from second grade into third grade, and I didn't know what to expect, but I had seen Land Before Time, so I was a dinosaur. You fan had at this some, point. yeah, you had, yeah, some, I had some familiarity. Dinosaur. Yeah. I used to carry around actually before this, uh, like a a little book. It was like the size of a trade paperback or something like that, and it was a dinosaur encyclopedia mm, picture thing yes. to always. I, I remember carrying too, it yeah. in second grade and being like, oh, I'll tell you the name of this. <laughs> Bro, come say. like, but um, and I remember my brother is always, you know, the tougher, tougher guy. And and I remember he went to the bathroom seven times during the movie. And I was like, oh, God, what's wrong with Mike? Like and, he was terrified. Uh, yeah. But that was his way of like he would just excuse himself to like not to play it cool, to not say he was scared. But every time I I didn't think anything of it in the theater but then i had gotten for like my birthday that year or something like that a poster and the poster you won't know this scene because you haven't seen it but the t-rex has the jeep flipped over and it's the part where he's pulling the tire off with his mouth 
And I had that it on the, in the on the Yeah, book. I read that scene. I watched I read it in my that head. Scene. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but he he I had it and I remember my mom was like, I think we're gonna have to take it down. Mike's too embarrassed, but it scares him at it night. Scares him. And so we had to put it behind the shelves where I would put stuff on the shelves or whatever. Oh, and then that was man. that was the year when I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and read the book because I love this movie so much, even though. I acknowledge it was scary. I, I'm not like yeah. not afraid of scary. Like it's it was intense. And I like especially for me when I was a kid, I feel like the Dilophosaurus was very it was a Dilophosaurus and the and the and the raptor. The raptors when they like poke the head out next to Muldoon. And I'm just like, right. like, like yeah. and that part. That part scared me even like for yeah. years and years. But um, but I I loved it. I tried to read it when I was a kid. I, I do read this book. This is the book I've read most in my life. I'm not a mm. usually like a repeat reader a of books. I've been starting. Yeah. I've been starting that journey since COVID began because I've been trying to reread some of my favorites. But like Jurassic Park, I do read probably every like seven or eight years because I'll oh. go back and enough time will come. And also like a movie comes out every so often around yeah, that time. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to rewatch. And the and it's just one of those things where like I do always forget how the book unfolds because the movie is narratively very different in terms of mm. it. Like they're both for me, they're both fantastic, but it's one of those rare occasions where they're both fantastic separately. And it's like the movie pulled out this story out of this book and made like its own thing that is mm. still similar, but really not in a way where like, if you were going for beat for beat, like it feels like it's very rewarding. Like it's almost like this is another, like a sequel or so, yeah, or not even like a sequel a in different... terms of progressive, but like a remake, a whole nother yeah, universe. Right. Like if they ever remade it, they would probably stick closer to this because there's a lot of, there's a lot of characters that shockingly one main character of this book is only in the movie for a scene in the original movie, but has now become the main antagonist or protagonist of the Jurassic world series. And Ooh. he's a good guy in the, in the book. But he's not in the movies. Who? Mr. B.D. Wong. Oh, yes, yes. Um, yes. Who plays uh, Wu, Henry Wu. Who plays Wu. Wu. But they, Wu. Did, yeah. did they like rewrite him not dying? Or they, he doesn't or die he in the movie. He's he only in one die. scene where they where they find out about how they fertilize the eggs. And oh, he's Alan's only in like one scene. Yes, yeah. I remember. He's a little baby. He's a little baby. Yeah, he's so mom. young. He's so young, and he's not in the movies again until Jurassic World. He comes yeah, back, and, he's, and then and he's, he's like in, a major he's, character. And all these, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. get that coin, BD Wong. Yes. Yeah, so yes. The, um, we love BD. And on AANHPI month as well. Congratulations. Mulan's very own BD Wong. I, I don't the want to get us off track. Voice in it, but sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I don't want to get us off track, but I just want to insert a small note that I really want BD Wong to play the wizard in the Wicked movie. <laughs> I'd love oh, that. That's love all that. I'm gonna. Very that's good. all I'm gonna. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Please keep going. We'll yeah, no, I, I, I am a big BD Wong fan here. Always, always have been because I was always like, that's Dun -dun. the guy from Jurassic Park. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um. You know who else is not really? I mean, I guess we can save it for when we get there. But the lawyer is not a good guy, really. In That's the, what I told them the actually movie. before yeah. we started I mean, recording. I, I and he has really one of the most famous deaths in the entire franchise. Like he sure does. In he the dies film. in the movie. Yep. <gasps> yeah. He's a dick. Spoiler. Here, here's the part too, you guys. Just so you know, the sequel book. Do you want to guess who the main character of the second book is? Oh, okay. I, I, so I went to the Wikipedia page because I wanted to know who came back, and it yeah. was like, can I, can I, yeah, you can say, say it? It, right? okay. yeah. it was like Ian Malcolm didn't really die, and I was like, 
I know it's the biggest. Like as an adult, it's reading oh, she froze at just the right time for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, that was not me. You were that, that upset. Was, you were just like that was me. Mentally yes, frozen, yes. emotionally Perfect. frozen. Perfect. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's crazy because when I was when I finally did read it and like comprehend everything I read, I got to the end and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what? How? Oh. I was like, because I knew I remember out. when I was I a kid, I, I listened to the audio version of The Lost World before I saw the movie because I was like, I it had come out like right before. And I was like, and I was like, I'm going to be too scared in this one. Cause there's no fences, no dinosaur, you know, like there's, it's on a different Island. I don't know what to, you know, also obviously the book ends different than the movie because Jurassic world takes place on the Island from this book. But as the book ends, we'll get into it. But, but anyway, okay. it's crazy. There's a lot of crazy, weird little things like that that are mm. different enough that you're like, what? Like John Hammond is, in the second movie too. So, um, so there's a lot of, but there's a lot of like scenes that carry through into other movies and stuff. But, but anyway, I basically, I'm just trying to say, I love it. And I actually (laughs) would love to get a tattoo someday too. So I'm, I'm on that inspiration hunt with it because I was like in my life, like, I just think this is a book where like, if you haven't read it and you even remotely enjoy the movie, I think this book is like a great read. So yeah, totally. Or even just like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. Sorry, Ali. I've talked for like 25 (laughs) minutes. You should Allie, oh, yes, oh. it's your turn. Tell us what you know about Jurassic Park and how how you uh, felt with this with this book. I am not a hundred percent sure why I've never seen the movie. It's there's something weird about me as a human being that like a lot of big like cultural <laughs> touchstones. Yeah, I'm just like just notorious for having never seen them or experienced them, and I don't know why. Yeah. Like I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like I've never seen Back to the Future. Like I've never <gasps> seen Ghostbusters. What? I've never seen Jurassic Park. So, anyways, so I am. I know I'm culturally impoverished. I guess is is the way to. Say say it um, and i'm stuck like, back there like i don't watch any like, new shit i'm stuck back in that future <laughs> area like oh my yeah God. i yeah i don't know i don't know what's wrong with me um so i i didn't have really i knew i knew that like newman from seinfeld was in the movie <laughs> but i've also never he seen is. seinfeld i think i've seen like one so i don't know You're why like, i'm like oh yeah newman um, jurassic park starring newman <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And so um <laughs> so I I didn't have a lot of background and this is definitely not a genre that I would typically read. Um but I was excited to read it and I enjoyed reading it. I'm glad that we we chose this one um cuz it definitely got me out of what I would normally be reading. Um It's funny and, you guys um, keep saying it's science it, like you keep describing it as science fiction and I don't ever think about it as science fiction. Well, but let's, I, you're technically right. Like, yeah, they are yeah. right. But I, I yeah. same thing. When yeah. when RJ said that, I was like, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah. I mean, I guess we can't make dinosaurs yet. Can yeah. we? I don't know. But it, yeah, it was also. I I will say my 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 feelings as I was reading it was that there were so many parts that I like. I wished that we were live reading it so that I mm. could make my jokes as we I was reading it <laughs> because I was like, man, it's too bad I don't have. An audience. An audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be doing a, a 12-hour like, live reading. Like, why don't I have an audience <laughs> for this? <laughs> <That's 12 hours. laughs> uh, well, well yeah. and, and I would have had so many comments about any word that came out of Lex's mouth the entire oh, time. Girl. So I can't you. We'll we'll get right into we'll get, we'll get into there. that. We'll get, we'll get there. So <laughs> I, yeah, I do want to start off with just the you know just the conversation of like science fiction. Um, this was my first time reading kind of like a 
a really, yeah, a science fiction novel. And I wanted to just kind of like pose the question of what does make a good, like good science fiction writing? Um, and like how this book specifically uh, was really successful. And I, I think for me, I'm, you know, I'm a child of like theater and, and, and movies too. And like, I really like being very much like slice of life, like just literally cut me into exactly where this is happening in, in whatever. And I, I think like that kind of same thought, uh, that like specificity and like detail is so important when it comes to like writing. I mean, essentially it's like just world building, right? Like you just have to make a, a infallible world building uh, like setup for your book to, to make it possible. Well, you know that you know that he was only gonna not, I mean, you say world building, but I'm saying in terms of this becoming like one of the biggest yes, franchises yeah, in yeah, movie yeah, history yeah. is that he was only gonna write this one book. Yeah. He didn't want to write. I, I he's only got that killed, vibe when yeah. I killed Ian Malcolm. That's yeah. why I killed and Malcolm. Spielberg was the one who went to him and like repeatedly asked him to write another one because he wanted mm. to make another movie. But he I wanted the got source that material. Vibe. Like it because there's there was so much detail that went into like kind of this one mm -hmm. insular story. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. It's right. like, insane. like the little I was gonna say the little like before you even get it's like the prologue or like the part yep. where it's the yes. Roman numerals on top like yeah. about like the doctors and what they do mm -hmm. and just yes. casual like throwaway stuff but I but like yeah. honestly I know a lot of like when they refer to other paleontologists and things like that those are like real people I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember looking it up once and being like kind of fascinated that he did that thing where he like weaved in real stuff, but Michael Crichton, right. I guess, was kind of known for he has passed, but uh, has known rest, was known for being very um, yeah, because I I think the uh, Andromeda Strain was like a really big mm. book for him, and that I was very read that one, yeah. The, there was that, and there was another. It was a lot of like medical mm -hmm. related ones, mm -hmm. and and he was very like in depth with that sort of research. So it kind of makes you feel smarter while you're reading. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> and that. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, he created an uh, ER. Yes, he did. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Michael, it's because 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 the Andromeda yeah. strain and like whatever there was another one like heat something something with like heat in the title. So he had done all these ones, and that's why he was like, "Oh, I'll do a medical show." It's crazy. Yeah, and to me, exactly that, exactly what Rhino was talking about is why I don't necessarily look at it as science fiction because there's so much detail with those pieces of real life in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. it's enough that, that I'm like, I'm like, Oh, we're almost there. Like all the yeah, biotech I know, right? information yeah. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I'm and like, like talking this about is barely it. beyond reality. You yeah. know, it's um, like how so. he describes those things too. It's just right. like how we describe, you know, just like if it's we're just, reporting it's, something, you know. Yeah, it's like not off the cuff. It was yeah. kind of like yeah. enough detail about it. Although I will say the one part where he's describing the touchscreen, I was like, maybe if you hadn't gone into this much detail about how a touchscreen works, which is not how they currently work. It I know, have, but it, it was so funny. Even when yeah, Tim was, was like, like, oh, it's a touchscreen. Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen one before. Right. But I, like, he was, this like, I don't remember when this came out. Was it like 1990 or something like that? Because the yeah. movie. Movie. 
1990. So it means he was writing it in the 80s because I mean, like it kind of borderline is saying that's the part that's kind of fascinating to me is that even when he sets the dates in the books, it still doesn't feel outdated. Like it still feels I think that's why the movie also succeeds, because the movie even more so doesn't really nail down a time. I mean, you'll look at the computers they're typing on and maybe that'll feel a little more dated. But like it's one of those where like it's just it's all the stuff is believable enough that we just immediately we do accept it and we can look past those sort of reaches in, in terms of technological um, you know, developments and things like that to be able to really get to the core story, which in this yeah. terms feels like a sort of a horror thriller. I mean, a cautionary tale about what, yeah. you know, it, Malcolm says it in the movie, you know, yeah, your scientists, yeah. you know, were so preoccupied whether they could, you didn't stop to think whether you should. And that's mm-hmm. the, and that really is essentially what Jurassic Park and science fiction as a whole has really been since like the fifties. It's always been yes. like that kind of fear of like, Either it's like fear of invasion from outside forces. Yeah. Will man will man be reach beyond its reach without understanding the consequences of what it's doing and things like that? I mean, we are will man destroy itself. Well, we're at that crossroad right now. I feel like you look at someone like Elon Musk and you're like, why aren't you doing more to help the world? Hammond could be a Bezos, could be a Musk. Like it was truly like Walt Disney. You know that, right? Like that's he was written to be. I know they say it in the book, but Steven Spielberg was even like the design Steven Spielberg's went even further and was like, that's who it's supposed to really be as Walt mm-hmm. Disney. But, but like that he does mention Walt Disney in here, but I agree with you. It's yeah. it, more in line in modern day. I would say it's definitely like a Bezos, a sort of a major capitalist, like right. wants to be a charmer, but you can kind yeah. of see that weird snaky yes. kind of thing underneath. Right. You know? It's, it's and Elon Musk. It. It's like, Hey, right. John Hammond could host SNL and be like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. what, a fun, what a fun guy. Yeah. I feel like um, I feel like the Hammond of the movie, though, which obviously you guys have not met yet, but the Hammond of the movie is more Walt Disney to me yeah. than the Hammond of the book. More the Hammond like, of the book is a little more sinister. Yeah, I he think has, so, yeah. He has, a, he has a more a sinister undertone. Like, he's a little more self-aware of what he's doing and how maybe he shouldn't be doing it, yeah. in my opinion. And then yeah. in the movie he's more of an idealist and he's more of like a dreamer. Well, I love that story in the, in the movie about the flea circus where it was all, where he talks about where he's like, he wanted, he legitimately was like, I wanted to make entertainment for people. That's really was about. And, and it wasn't about really anything more than that. And he's Barnum in the the book. Well, yeah, technically he is Barnum. Yeah. um, Yeah. But the elephant in the book, again, has a sinister undertone because it's yes. like what people didn't know is yeah. that this elephant was constantly sick, that this elephant was like evil, like, you know, but the elephant was real in the book as opposed to the flea circus, which, which was fake. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Character points out it's an illusion. But that's my uh, but favorite again, part of the movie. It is. It's a great it's a great moment. But she but that's the whole thing is like that Hammond is a little delusional, but like yeah. idealistically. Yeah, I think as long as we're talking about Hammond, um, one of one of my notes was that uh, the Raptors were the antiheroes we deserved, but Hammond was the antihero that we got. Well, it's funny that you're saying that because that is the hero of the movie. So the Raptors are. Yeah, sort of. They're not really. I mean, really, the T Rex. Animals. It's the T Rex. Really. well, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I was thinking about it backwards. You're right. You're right. Yeah. The T-Rex is really the hero of the yeah. movie. And okay. twice in multiple movies, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, true. it's That's almost like point. 
very like King Kong almost. Yeah, it's like- a King Kong scenario where it's like it's like one animal just kind of swoops in at the right yeah. time where it's like and you're like, I know they're not really saving those people, but. Well, it's, it's just, that idea you know. that like, even, yeah, like with Hammond, it's like what he wants of like, even when, you know, when Wu was like, well, we can't make them exactly like how they were. We have to like dilute yeah. the genetics so that, that they're more. The you know, That's so they're more part. like uh, docile. They don't have what like, you want. Yeah. And he's like, no, that defeats the purpose. I want them to be as real as possible because people don't want to see like a, right. a watered down version of and then a it's dangerous. Like, right. But then it's like, what is real? We don't yeah. know. Yeah. We don't know. Mm hmm. That was and like, come to find out I really love that. Feathers, part. You know? Well, that's that, that, that. I love when they in Jurassic World, they bring that up where they say mm. that's how they kind of correct where they're like, you, you know, most of these dinosaurs probably would have had feathers on them by now, but you wanted it to look like what you think a dinosaur looks like. And that's where they get into the genetic melding of different dinosaurs together. Right. And then it leads to what Fourteen. happens in the second Jurassic World movie, which was probably the worst of all the Jurassic World <laughs> movies, but inevitably would have led to where it was going. Anyways, I don't want to spoil it because that one. Legitimately, some people might not have seen it yet, but the, I haven't seen that one. I still haven't. It's seen awful. The second it is one. awful. It's like two <laughs> two movies in one, and the second part of the movie. I just want to let you know, it's like a haunted house with raptors in it. Just so you, just so you brace oh, yourself no. for how awful you think oh, it could be. No, no freezers, no raptors in the freezers. It tries no to be that. It tries to be the raptor in the freezer thing, thing, but it's not. It doesn't. Well, succeed, that but. was iconic. The raptor, the raptor yeah. in the kitchen scene is is truly one of an amazing piece of cinema. Yeah, I've oh, seen yeah. like clips of that. And I was like waiting for when that when that was happening of like, OK, when is I know at some point these two kids are like hiding underneath like a, a cold well, steel table. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how like if you've seen the movie so many times and I'm reading the book, it's like it immediately starts to blend away. Like then I'll be like, oh, wait, which was in what? And now which I'm was, like doing well, the which thing. Which was the book? Which is Yeah, the where movie. I'm already literally just finished reading. And I'm like, I remember all the beginning stuff so well, but it's like. Once it gets into it, I'm like, I remember the yeah. guts in the book spilling out when he gets cut on yes. the roof and yeah. like all the intestines. And I was like, oh, dear God. Like, I didn't, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. That's the it's also <laughs> when, I, when he was the, like, give me my intestines back. I need yeah. those. It's like, and you're like, when he was, he was describing like feeling it like you're, those are my intestines. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, but I need oh, those. <laughs> I also I also think that like if Hammond is Elon Musk, then Dr. Wu is Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, uh, I yeah, it's definitely that same energy. I do. Mm-hmm. I did feel for Dr. Wu. Like, I really I did, wanted, too. I did, know, too. But and I, I think that what I think goes back to the whole Hammond, like being more sinister in the book is that at the end when he was like, you know, walking on his own, taking yeah. the walk of and he was fully just like, oh, yeah, it's Wu's fault. He was never qualified. Blah, blah, He's blah, thinking blah. about how, yeah, to pin it on somebody else. And you're yeah. Like, okay. And I was just like, justifying oh, okay. his own behavior. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is it literally like uh what's social i like the full circle (laughs) i like that full circle though too how it's like the thing that started the book like on the beach is like what took it was the comp signathus right it was yes yeah i love that kind of that like come back around to that sort of thing yeah Yeah, it was it was really good you know it's a callback yeah it was one of those where i was like oh i forgot about this like that this is how it how it goes down because the that scene with the girl when the things eat her that's the opening of the second movie Right. So it's like a yeah, but it, it has. And there's no uh, there's no compies uh, pulling flesh off of a newborn baby. Oh, babies! In- I no, know. Yeah. And I read so, that. I was like, oh. But what is really yeah. interesting is the opening scene of this book where it's like the guy all sliced on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We, we see that 
that's the opening scene of the movie is how that happens. We don't see him get brought anywhere because I don't think Mm-mm. he I don't think he came out of that cage. But oh no, I don't think so. Either. But I always think it's kind of like if you're someone who was tiptoeing into reading it, it's like you're seeing the other half of the the other of the, part of that story. Of so it's really yep. fascinating. And mm. like that's why I think you guys should watch it as soon as you can. You will be, really only like because it. like <laughs> you'll have that fun like play with being like, oh yeah, connecting oh, yeah. the dots. Yeah. yeah. And if you let too much time go by, you'll miss that like a little little things like that are a lot of fun. So I will say at the yeah. top, I did have I had to kind of like write down the characters a little bit. And luckily Spark Spark Notes has a character list that describes all of all of them, even even, you know, uh, Cruz and Gutierrez who appear like in one scene. And I was like, because right. I literally was like, OK, he's putting so much detail into the fact that they find the specimen who looks at yeah. these specimens, sending it that over was, to where. Yeah. So and I literally like, they're were like be writing a notes of like, yeah. OK, so, yeah, these are these are paleontologists. These are like um, doctors, doctors. Yeah. And I was like, OK, this is from the museum. I was like, OK. And then by the, you know, by the time they're in the island, they're like, oh, we never hear of them. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, no need. They're never going to come. But I do what I do love is actually how that kind of does pay off with like uh, Grant answering the phone inside of uh, after the um, I can't remember the guy, the guy from the E, uh, the EPA. Is that it? Uh, Yes, Morris. Yes. Yeah, where he Morris. where he's leaving and like it's that doctor calling him and I was like, yes. ooh, like I love yes. when a story kind of plays All out. Those that near weird... misses. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was always like, I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, it. speaking of near misses, I felt like that I couldn't tell if I got I was over it or if I was just frustrated at the at this point of the story. But the fact that it was always like, oh well, that'll never happen. And then literally <laughs> the next paragraph is that happening to another person. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Ian Malcolm waking up from his coma being like, I told you. Like that <laughs> I mean, have, that is very on brand for Ian Malcolm, though. Yeah. Like it really truly is. He loves- like, I, I kind of so like guy. fell for for the whole Malcolm. I was like eating up all the chaos theory stuff. I was eating oh, up yeah. all the philosophical covers, like things oh. that he was he's saying. Great. I was like, he's very bitter in the next one. Very bitter. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, it is yeah. Supposed, to be, supposed to be dead. Supposed to it's be dead. Super <laughs> philosophical. It's literally yeah. like. The whole thing, the whole opening paragraph of the second one is like, he was pronounced dead at the first hospital he was brought to in Costa Rica. Yeah. And I'm like, who would bring the body to another, another hospital? To verify. Dead guy? Hi, yeah. we got to double check. Can you make sure? <laughs> well, the part that I, the part where it loses me, and I love this book, like five stars <laughs> again. But, but the part that loses me is at the end when we have to deal with those raptor nests. I'm like, why we're done with this book yeah it did kind of like drive down the momentum it feels like they just tacked it onto the end and it didn't really it didn't really make sense because i was trying i was struggling to like read through i'm like okay i might why are we slow we've slowed down the pace so much yeah Mm -hmm. when we listened to the book on our drive to texas i like because i asked my partner like hey do you mind if we listen to this and i and it's i told her a lot of i was like you know there's a lot of the same characters, but I was like, all the stuff that happens in the movie is in the book, but not everything that happens in the book is in the movie. And she was like, okay. And then when it got to that part, I was like, I literally forgot this part even existed. <laughs> like I, I had no recollection of that part whatsoever, but they don't talk about Malcolm being dead till after it. So I clearly read it. Yeah. So, because then when I opened Jurassic or Lost World, I was like, what? Yeah, and yeah. I it was just it was a because Grant has that weird outburst that's like we're cleaning up your mess, yeah. blah blah blah, and I was like, dude, just leave. No one's no one's making you do this, right? Just what leave. are you doing? 
What? What? And then when they told Genero, they were like, you have to go down there too. I was like, does he though? Yeah, that was, it was so very much like bringing a kid in, in his ears to be like, look what you did. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, I do, I do understand. Like, I think there is a sense of like, the story does need to like pin it on. So- someone has to take the brunt of like, literally the trauma that everyone has to go through so and i did kind of like see it coming to like i bet it's going to be the lawyer because it's like it's the whole idea of like well i'm just about you know what's on contracts and what's on numbers or whatever blah 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 and it's like it's bringing that person into it to see it it's an eichmann in jerusalem moment Mm. is that reference law is that reference lost Mm. on you all like from the bible like that's uh, what i assumed uh, (laughs) He he was a guy. He was a Nazi who essentially uh, not was like a, a pet. No. no, he was like a like a pencil pusher. Like he he, you know what I'm saying? And and so there was oh, this yes, whole thing this about his trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, just, oh. The, following, the philosopher, just following the philosopher. Orders. Yeah, the philosopher Hannah Arendt did like a whole book. I'm sorry, I'm being an Ian Malcolm right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's very like yeah like yeah exactly it's like at that point like what is the morality it's the morality issue like of like right. of following they, orders yeah of doing yeah. of doing and mm-hmm. and for him I mean it's a little less I, I think it's a little it's easier to blame Gennaro than it is to blame somebody who is working for someone because yeah he's working for Hammond but this was a closer to a choice and and I mean it does kind of outline in the beginning if I remember correctly that he did feel obligated to take care of this, right? It wasn't like mm-hmm. he was like, woohoo, money, money, money. Like he he did feel like, oh, like like he left his kid's birthday or something. Like mm-hmm. I and I read it a while back, so I don't remember because I read it literally the day after we said we were gonna read it. Um but I'm so excited. I was. I literally loved <laughs> it. Well and and it didn't hurt that I had a 16 hour car drive. So you know. Um but yeah, so I, I feel like it's a little bit, a little bit easier to pin it on him, but at the same time, it is the whole just following orders thing to some extent. Yeah. I think, I think that's an interesting theme throughout the entire book. Where there were a couple moments when I was like, okay, but why is Arnold still working for him? For yeah. him, and why is Muldoon? Yeah. It's like Arnold, Arnold and Muldoon, like those two. So many, ones. yeah. I, where it was like, no one's making you stay here. You're, I like, don't know. I, I have a job that sometimes I'm like, why do I still work here? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a yeah, rude. God, yeah. I, hope I, I mean, who but are you? Are you cloning? About saying that, <laughs> are you cloning extinct dinosaur DNA? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Maybe a little bit different. I mean, I don't know. But I just, it's one of those things where I, I just think it's an interesting thing to think about where like with a lot of these people, it was like, no one's, no one's holding a gun to your head. Like, yeah. you know, like you can I'm walk sure. away from this. Well, that's sure but- some level of, um, of, of, uh, self-righteousness, like some yeah. level of conceitedness. Yeah. That's like, yeah. oh, I'm part of this cool, new, mm-hmm. amazing I thing like- that nobody's ever done before. That was the vibe from like everyone that was working for him. It was like I get to the work because he. That's the thing. Like he even went on like paragraphs to like explain like how this person like with Wu like where Wu came from right before getting the call to work on this. So you have you know the you get the feeling of the stakes of like oh this is either like the first thing that they're gonna do that's gonna be great or like they're. Or, you know, if you're like a Muldoon where it's like, this is your job, this is what you do. And you know this so well that you've been kind of like scouted in that way. So, 
Um, yeah, Isla Nublar. My God, as Isla someone Nublar? who Isla Isla. Yeah, La I think, Isla they, say, oh, I think they say they say Isla in the in yeah. the movie. As someone who has worked in a theme park, um, <laughs> I. Uh, I, you want to work? <laughs> I hate. I hated every single thing that they were saying, because like in my mind, I was like, "This is operationally not safe." Uh, like, well, there remember, is no way. It's the eighties, still technically that's early nineties, and important. that was before OSHA was involved in anything that like Disney Literally. or theme parks was doing. So yeah. I was like, "This project wouldn't even be." I I don't know. It was just every time I would hear about like the actual construction and like the running of it, the fact that there were only like 20 people that work in this entire thing, like, yeah. and everyone is, it's all co computer. Like I was like, this is. Well, it's crazy. So Cause in the movie, I think it's even less it's well in the movie. There's a reason why nobody's there. There's like a, a hurricane that's like coming through. And so, ah. um, but so they're like all leaving. So you're like, why isn't anybody here? But it, they, he does say how automated it's become, but also right. it's like, remember in the beginning, he's basically forced to have them there before yes. it's yeah. done. So it's like, it isn't actually functional yet really. Yeah. So that's why it's like the weird, like, I feel yeah. like that's These part of it too. Yeah. Yes, it's a preview. I do love the absolute power move of like, well, we just need to get your input on a couple of things just to make sure that the work is right. And then you bring them there and you're like, surprise, you have to buy off and approve this entire park before it opens. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so mad. I'd be like, I'm doing what? And then that's like the first time you're actually hearing about what your work has gone into. Like, you have been doing what with my research? <laughs> Speaking of that, I love, I love the moment. This is going way back, but I love the moment where Morris is talking to Grant and he says, so you got paid all this money to do some contract work for them. Like, what did you do? And he was like, it was really weird. He kept calling me, asking me what a baby raptor would eat. Yeah. And he's, he's like, well, what could he do with the information that you gave him? And he's like, feed a baby raptor. Probably feed a baby dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. yeah. That was I like love the that best whole moment. That mm -hmm. I think it's, like that made me chuckle a lot. That happening all the time of like it can't be dinosaurs. Well, it's can funny. It? It's funny because we all we are reading this now in the context with some of us having seen it, but also you know the movie exists and you've yes. seen clips right. of the movie. And like I try to put myself into like okay, it's 1990 and I've just randomly picked this up at a Walden yes. books. Right. Like yeah. what am mm -hmm. I? Like, like, and I'm sitting down and I'm like, is this movie really about a dinosaur theme park? Like yeah, that's right. gotta, like, that's I true. feel like there, there wasn't like that. So that's part of it. Why I try to be like, okay, yeah, that feels yeah. like such a cheeky comment. But, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it is one of those. I read a book once based on a cover alone and had a Tyrannosaurus wreck cover very similar to this. And it was called like Tyrannosaurus Canyon or something like that or something. And I thought, oh, this will be fun. Like a kind of play on Jurassic Park where it's like they the whole thing is they found like a perfectly preserved T-Rex um, like like it has like muscle tissue in it and everything like that and it's it's really about just like mob people trying to get mm. dinosaur bones and I was like <laughs> why was I tricked into this book right. but that's why I think yeah. where I was like you know what if that was like a what it was like for somebody back then and they're like wait a minute right dinosaurs the reason are real? that right 
The reason that I love that moment, though, honestly, is to picture Gennaro at three in the morning with a screaming baby raptor. <laughs> like, calling <laughs> Grant. <laughs> cradling it in his arms. Like, what do I do? They go into the nursery and he's like, help! Like, it's not latching. Like, it's not calling? latching. <laughs> That's exactly the moment yeah. that I'm picturing. Yeah. I love every second of it. I will, I will say to that point, I do think it, it took me a little bit longer to get into it because like I knew the basic conceit behind the book. Yeah. Like I, I knew what it was leading up to. So I felt like as yeah. we were, I was like, okay, they have dinosaurs. Like, let's get to the we island. Like, let's yeah. let the chaos begin. I know what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I think it, you know, I, I, I wish that, that I, yeah. yeah, but, but I mean, like I said, eventually I got into it and I was like, oh yeah, it's fucking I also like the woman. Yeah. I also like the woman who rock, walks into the scientist lab and is like, me, you the picture of the dinosaur. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, that's not a dinosaur, well, a lizard. She's like, no, that's oh, a dinosaur. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah. Like, dinosaur, you idiot. She's just like <laughs> a technician or whatever, but yeah. it could yeah. honestly have been like, like a, a secretary that's like, oh yeah, my kids drew a dinosaur like that too and they're like right. what does she know women yeah huh? women don't know anything this right. is why she's only in the typing pool right that and is then the one like, thing you want to figure it out and then she figures it out and That's she figures it out she's like oh it's a dinosaur that is the I thing that i will everybody. say the the women the women stuff was full, was very much okay this is a man in his eight in the 80s wrote this i i have a but really she was right but she was she, right she was right she was right so i do respect it was like a quip <laughs> I do respect her for being like, you know what? I I'm gonna tell them anyway. I'm I'm yes. calling my paleontologist friend, and I'm letting That's him so know. Good. I don't care F what they this say. Guy. This guy, this yeah. guy's gonna talk to me like that. I'm gonna prove him wrong. I'll I'm blowing the whistle. Myself. <laughs> we need more what was her name alice we need more alice's in the world yeah hold yeah. that whistle girl oh, that is alice incredible. really the true right. hero of this story yeah. absolutely yeah. somewhere right now in tesla there is an alice waiting to <laughs> waiting and to call, call a paleontologist <laughs> the little girl who they all said lied to i will say yeah, yeah like yeah listen christina. to your kids yes oh. christina yes and but I like how the so doctor was like, "No, she's no, a it, child." It's a, but the, yeah. but she was so. My favorite part was Christina being like, "Oh yeah, it was about like three three feet two inches. Uh, it had about <laughs> um, like give super specific here's, details." Here's the correct anatomical drawing where you can see the dorsal end of the. <laughs> I've done a rough charcoal sketch with the sunset behind it. If you won't well, mind, you know. Like. And the and the other thing is though that's kind of bullshit is. The doctor's like, she's just a kid. But then behind closed doors, the doctor's like, let me go check out this beach. Yeah, let me go get my <laughs> tranquilizer gun and check out to make sure she wasn't like, and I'll sit out here for eight hours and wait too. Yeah. You just guy. to prove the kid wrong. Just to prove right. the kid wrong. Like, or, well, God. no, he wanted I'll to show this stupid TV. kid. <laughs> he thought he, he this thought kid, kid whose face was eaten off. <laughs> well, that was it. Right. He was trying to steal her. He was trying to steal the, for the credit, I think, is really what yeah. it was. He was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's already exists. Don't mind me. I've got a call. I've got to go. <laughs> like, uh -huh. boo. Boo. Men in the academic field. That's boo. True. Do better. Boo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, well, when Ellie, what you were saying of like trying to put yourself in that place, I definitely felt like, yeah, I didn't you, I, I knew about the theme park thing, but like, if I was reading it, like, I felt like my initial reactions were like, they're just like breeding them to like bring them back. And I, I felt it was more like sinister than anything, but I think like that, you know, that first 
a scene of just excuse me just explaining like how far we've come in in genetic like manipulation or whatever that i almost feel like it was just like okay this is just kind of like a trophy situation like just to be like look yeah. we've Ego. brought dinosaurs back. well yeah. it's also really fascinating too because i feel like dna up to this point wasn't really like a common um i don't think <laughs> i think we as people like us all in here because we're younger is like um we're, we're younger so much some of us in this chat are younger some of us are older no i think we're all in our <laughs> thir- are we all in our 30s now Loosely. 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 Yeah, I just broke ground. Everyone calm down. Uh, so like I uh, but it's it's interesting because I always think like I remember being in like, I don't know, it was like fifth grade or something like that. And I remember they were talking about like strides they had made in like the human genome project. And I was like, what the hell is that? You know, yeah. like stuff that's like for us is a very common vernacular now where like, I feel like we've learned, like, I, I, I guess it's cause like, there's a lot of like those murder mysteries where like you read all the time about new DNA results and things like that. And that wasn't a thing. Like it yeah. wasn't really, I feel like at 1990, right. they're not doing like DNA or they're right. at least starting to because is, and now it, we can spit in a tube yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah. now I know about this everybody is, that's related to me across you know from all over the world but it's like this, I think he yeah. even says it in the beginning of the book though he talks about something where he was like the it's mapping starting. of the genetic project when yeah. it started or something like that in the 60s maybe but it's officially done it was recently all mapped I believe right was it isn't that like within this year something just happened really? with that they like officially finished mapping the entire human genome I would something? have to google that yeah. I'm just going to say it confidently and let the internet rip me apart. <laughs> and let if the I'm internet wrong. tell me if yeah. I'm wrong. Or They'll take care of it. Everyone's a scientist on the internet. I said I wasn't going to bring this up. Um, <laughs> do wait. it. Do it. Say her name. But I, <laughs> I, Rhino, you weren't on this text, but um, very early on in the book, there's a glaring mathematical error. And I was really upset about it because I felt like there's a spelling error in my book and it stressed is me out. Is it really? Oh. Okay. It said man and they meant than. It was supposed to be T H A N oh. and they wrote M A N. And I was like, there's no way this word makes sense in this sentence. But anyway, <laughs> that was my frustration. But I what's just, the mathematical it, error? Okay. So they're talking, it's in the chapter skeleton. In my ebook, it's on page 46. I don't know if it's the same in the physical it's book. It's like around there, I think. Yeah. Um, but he says that for there would be one predatory carnivore for every 400 herbivores. Oh, yeah. And he so said something about 25 T-Rex, right? Yeah, yeah. He said a herd of 10,000 duckbills would support only 25 tyrannosaurs. And, uh, and like, it would be two. it would be 250, not 25. And it just bothered me because, you know, the amount of research that he had to have done <laughs> to put this book together and, and the technical yeah. knowledge. <laughs> and then literally this is On like math. such basic math that like. <laughs> Even me, who's like doesn't think about math on a daily basis, that I read that and immediately got out a calculator and was like, "This can't be right." So maybe that's, I just had I mean, this that's thought. the point, isn't it? Right? Right. <laughs> I was like, that's what I was going to say. I just had this thought. Maybe it was intentional. I don't know which character says that, but it's, it's Grant. spoken. It's Grant. it's Grant, and it's spoken. So, oh, it's Grant. Okay, well, yeah, I feel I know, less right? excited. It's Grant. I was like, if it was somebody from the park, I was like, maybe that's the point. Like. 
this whole idea of building on the knowledge of others without gaining it for yeah. yourself. Yeah. But no, if it was Grant, it was a fuck up. It was sorry. Grant. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like literally. I'm trying to find it in my book because I'm like right around. Is it, right it not forty six? No, it is 40, well, forty six is, is the where skeleton begins. Skeleton. But okay, it, it talks it's... about he he like says it somewhere after oh, four hundred herbivores. Okay, they they expected predators to be rare. Of course, studies of predator prey populations in the game parks of Africa and India suggested that roughly speaking, there was one predatory carnivore for every four hundred herbivores. That meant a herd of ten thousand duckbills could support only 25 Tyrannosaurus. So he must have meant 1,000 or 250. You're right. Like yeah. Right. One or the other. Yeah. One or the other. It got mixed up in there. And, and yeah. the other thing about it is that it's not even, it's, it's not even the di like the digits. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's all written actually out. written out. Yeah. So it's not like it was like 10,000 and it was just an extra zero. zero. He actually yeah. wrote yeah. out 10,000. And 25 hyphenated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's interesting. Cause I actually thought I was like, I remember reading that sentence and being like, something feels weird here, but I was thinking maybe it was because he had said, because it was comparing like Tyrannosaurus, how much they eat versus like the comp signatus. But you're right. He doesn't even say it's to that. He's literally just talking about predator prey populations in Africa. Right. Right. And it's, I feel like, you know what? The, the, spe the spelling mistake is right in that chapter too. So, you know what, for anybody that <laughs> loves that book, I need to ruin it for you because it's factually <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> the science doesn't add up. <laughs> uh, well, oh, I, I, I think like other, um, big reactions that we all had, um, <laughs> was don't our even fa our favorite character in this entire book uh miss lex should have stayed home let's just say that <laughs> home. they should have thrown her Not in the come. river and understanding like, also like Catherine told us that the the way lex and tim are written in the movie is a lot more different yeah it's cool yeah movie. yeah much in more this book lex yeah. it's as if michael Crichton was like how how do how do little girls act? Done, and that's literally all she does. She there is. She's nothing. also not very smart in this, right? It's she like is, no, it, she's not. She's not very smart. But then we'll tell the dinosaurs like those dinosaurs are dumb because they are not looking. Yes. They they yeah. don't see me right now. Dinosaur. It's funny because in the she in the movie. <laughs> It made me so mad every time it's she dinosaur. spoke. I literally was yeah. like, Same. if I was Tim, I literally be like, you are not allowed to speak anymore. It's funny. Until we are out of this island. Because I am literally about to die. We are dying. Yeah. Spielberg <laughs> mixed it up in the movie. Like they're flipped ages too. So like Tim okay. is younger. She's older, but she's a hacker. And that's her big thing is that she's a hacker, you know, with computers, like a big, <laughs> it's a big thing. And, you know, with computers. Um, the, That's what the she brother said. is That's like obsessed with the quote. dinosaurs. So it's like uh, yeah. it's they're both kind of and Grant hates kids. So yes. it's like uh, it's a little bit more of an interesting dynamic that between them because they get stuck I with him. I really liked the Grant Tim like yeah, relationship. I did too. It, it gets there in the yeah. book. It gets there in the movie. You'll be happy right. in the movie when okay. it gets there. But he like is literally so adverse to them. It's like Ellie that kind of messes with him and gets mm -hmm. him stuck with the kids by accident. Okay, I have to say, I think the most unrealistic part of the book is not them bringing back extinct dinosaurs to life. It's a dinosaur it's tracking that, them underwater. It's, it's that no one ever said the words, shut the fuck up, Lex. 
<laughs> Back. Literally. <laughs> in this time of rage and fury, no one hit that child. No one like, stopped no her. hit that kid. Yeah. I can't. I, I was can't. like, what happened? What's this shit with the boat? What was the shit that happened with the boat? Because I remember when that moment happened, I remember being like, oh my God, if they don't just fucking throw her they off. Were, the, throw they her they were the fighting, in the water. Weren't they fighting for the radio? The ra- or the no, the or something, The raft. Right? It was, they were in the raft and I think she was like, why aren't you going faster or something like that? Oh my God. And she was, she was also, the moment that the, the book jumped the shark for me was when she went, at a dinosaur. <laughs> I guess you're right. It was Michael Crichton being like, what do children do? What do they children definitely do? taunt they lizards like, like giant lizards. What would children do in this small situation? child, I'd go, nyan, <laughs> but then let that child live in the story. She like, sure does. Do oh that. my She's god! Like, you would, you would think. You would she, think she would have been the one to get her face ripped off. That the Tyrannosaurus we can Rex, only hope. Uh, flipping the, her car upside down would straighten this girl out. No, <laughs> nope, she, not like. Yeah. Continued to be annoying. <laughs> And then in the river, that, of all anybody, things, being like, yeah. it's following you. Are you stupid? I wouldn't even turn around <laughs> to look at it. I would just start making peace with what life I had lived at that point. Oh, even Every even time anyone uh, tells her to do anything, she completely ignores them and does whatever the yeah. fuck she wants to do. And it's like, you know that you're a child. At least. At the very least, you know that you're a child. Listen to the adults. Listen to the adults. I don't know. I got, so, I got sisters. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> But one of my sisters would probably be Lex. <laughs> I just, she, she, uh. <laughs> I did, I I did like, yeah, like, I did like the Tim. I, I definitely very much preferred Tim, obviously, but I, I actually liked Tim. He ended up being one of my favorite characters, I think, because I think he kind of represents that, like, idea of, like, like even in like fantasy books or in like he like you know that tells the story of a hero like there's a there's a kid that as as a kid watching this or reading this that you're like see I can be smart enough that I can help because like all kids want to do is like be an adult until you get to the lost world <laughs> yeah he's the, oh he's yeah the... god yeah <laughs> when do you read the lost world well well the lost world <laughs> yeah because that also there's children in both the movie and the mm. book but the book totally has two children. kids and the the movie has a, Ian's daughter, isn't it? Mm. And it's like a uh, weird where you both just as weird. frustrating, but it's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, he's Tim is truly the Charlie Bucket of uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I see That's, that. Uh, Willy Wonka for for those who especially when he talks about his dad and how he doesn't like his dad. That's yes. occurred. That was I, I really liked that scene where all of a sudden he was just like, yeah, my dad, you know, like. My my family's going through a divorce, blah blah blah. Because it's yeah. that you can tell my dad that like he, Lex, and we're like, who the fuck likes <laughs> Lex? <laughs> you can tell that he obviously like idolizes Grant so much, like, and I don't know. I just yeah, I felt a really, I I felt that that was probably my favorite scene because um, it was nice to take a break from the fucking dinosaurs that we're trying to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Slash everyone's guts. It's out. crazy reading like even those parts like with the pterodactyls or everything, like that's all in the third movie. And so oh, like, the aviaries. It, 
part. Yeah. And I guess I, I think they were supposed to be in the second movie or for, like there was concept art for them and they talked about it and like, you know, cause this, this was back in the day when they do like the 30 minute primetime making of special about like big movies like this. And they've done it through the years. Cause Jurassic park still is one of those movies where like, if you sit down and watch it today, there is very little, if any moments in that movie where you're like, Ooh, like the CGI or anything like that is it's dumbfounding how it was made in 1993 and it looks better than a lot of movies Mm -hmm. that are made today. But I mean, that's the combination of the animatronics and the CGI and stuff like that. But like, Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where like, I I don't know. It's just, it, it kind of, it just gets me every time. I don't know. Well, I want to ask the question as, as the stars of the movie, the dinosaurs, what was everyone's favorite dinosaur? (laughs) I mean, in the hmm. in the book, Stegosaurus, the Stegosaurus. Yeah, I mean, I like how persistent the T Rex is. He's like committed to his goals. I wish I could be that. Uh, I'm sorry, she, she. Excuse Uh, me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) I always do that. Um, uh, It's so funny that they even said that too. They were like, she, she. (laughs) Support women. Support women. Support Jurassic women. Park, a feminist novel, women, Jurassic Park. Support women. Um, absolutely a feminist novel. Absolutely. Why, <laughs> you, see, you you knew that the animals had to be breeding because no all female society would break down like that. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> also, how 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 expected for a woman to do twice as work of being like, well, I guess I'll just genetically mutate my sex today, so I can. Guess uh, I'll get it myself. I guess I'll do it myself. myself. Need to take care of myself again. Again. Yeah. Here we are. As usual. <laughs> oh my god. My I think my favorite is the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. Which one was that? Is that the one the with the like, one. the one that's yeah. the yeah. the Pope the Pope case? He's coming back in the new the movie. Case. That's why I'm like, ooh. There's a shot in the trailer where this. Bryce Dallas Howard is like face to face with it and screaming at the top of her lungs, and I'm like, oh no, oh, is that yeah, I've seen that. That's why I'm like, that is that the end of her? I don't know. Right. Also, keep her. Get rid of get rid of Pratt. Right. I've only seen the third Jurassic Park movie like once, and I was like, why am I watching this? Here's the thing. So, when you rewatch it, you're going to be like, mm, still just as bad as I remembered. <laughs> it's awful. Does not the third hold one, up. like, it has, like, I mean, I like, like, the Spinosaurus design and stuff like that, but it is one of those movies where you're like, it, you talk about how, like, you don't like Lex. It feels like every character in that movie <laughs> behaves Lex. like Lex. Yeah, it's that all Lex very is the blueprint. And it's just Alan Grant yelling at everyone, being like, what? This, I wasn't on Why? this island. I wasn't on this island. <laughs> what? Because it's on it's on site B. And so he's like kidnapped for no reason. I guess it was like Jeff Goldblum was supposed to be in the movie. And then at the last minute, couldn't do it or something. So then they got he was like, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Yeah, I'm done. I did like the idea of like, oh, yeah, these, you know, once we once we keep this up, um, we're going to do like the Japan expansion. It's going to go great. We're already make reference to that in the second one. Yeah, I'm like, oh, girl, this is megalomania, honey. Um, I think my but, favorite, but like f- that could happen in real life though. Right. Like mm-hmm. that yeah. would, I mean, again, like, I feel like it's like a Disney. I mean, look how many yeah. zoos there are. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Your dinosaur, my dinosaur. I think I would, I think I would pick the T-Rex, um, just cause of the beautiful description of how 
Ooh, how slick and strong her tongue moves. That wet tongue. Uh, Why so sexual? <laughs> it was And you know what? To to Miss Michael's credit, I was like, yeah, I these are the questions I would be asking if I was like It was it was the it's wet. It's gonna be some body horror. It was the wet yeah, it was the wet. I mean there was a waterfall was, as well. It so. was the dampness of it all. <laughs> it was the like strength of it. Then how curling around Tim. <laughs> uh, and I also one of my favorite scenes is um when they, when they were like, oh, a baby raptor. Maybe this is why they're chasing us. And then they throw yeah. the raptor. <laughs> I will say the uh the whole like the the velociraptor scene at the end with with Grant, you know, like taking care of all of them. It was it was definitely like I was like picturing that scene. I was like, okay, I can picture like he's really going for and like in the nest or when he's killing them. When he's killing them. When he's killing them. Okay. I don't feel well, like he really has that moment ever. I'm wondering if, because they're all in the new movie. So I'm wondering if they're, if that's going to come Laura around. Laura Dern is circle. in the new movie? Laura yeah, Dern and she yeah. looks the movie. great. <gasps> she has she not looks amazing. Yeah, they no, all kind looks, of like look great. They look all look better than. <laughs> they than all look cast. very, like very sexy. Jeff Goldblum versions is of like a fine selves. wine. Yeah. yeah. They all look better than Bryce Dallas Howard's bad wig. Okay. <laughs> she wears a, a, a brutal bob. Like it is. So that's just in the first. Harsh. That's just in the first. Oh, one. she outgrew it. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just her hair in the second and third one. Or I don't know. I mean, the third one hasn't come out yet, but the it's gonna in like two weeks or something like that. But I got uh, my tickets. Well, um, do we have any uh, final feels, final takeaways, final jokes from Allie? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm I'm happy to slate a couple. <laughs> if you if you want yeah, me to. Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Yeah, for for reactions. Um, let's I see. Your see. Notes. You've got a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park is to the early 90s as Fire Festival is to the late 2010s. Absolutely. Um, what came first, Ian Malcolm in All Black or Steve Jobs in All Black? <laughs> uh, this one I feel could something like this actually work if they weren't so fucking stupid about it? I don't know. Oh, we didn't even go. I don't know yes. because ego. Yeah. Yes. I um I we didn't talk about this at all, but Nedry is a bonkers offensive character. Oh like yeah. straight out of like classic children's literature. Just yes. like his the only character trait is fat and sloppy. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the one from Seinfeld. Yeah, that's yeah, Newman. Newman. Yeah, and Newman. and like, just like by virtue of him being fat and slobby, he's an evil character. He's an evil character. I know. Like, it's, did oh, Roald Dahl also write this? A dick. He's also a dick, but maybe he is, is he not a dick he in the is, book. But he's but only the a dick only, in the movie. Yeah. No, he he's a dick in the in the book, but it's just like any time that someone's, they're just like, where'd the fat man go? <laughs> oh. That's how they you see that fat his slob. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they identified well, they his body. Authentic. Like he was the fat one, right? Oh yeah, his guts are all over the place. <laughs> well, they, I like in the movie that the when like Hammond's like like he turns and we see him that he works here because in the beginning he's what opens kind of the 
first part of the movie. And then mm. it's like Hammond turns and he's like, our lives are in your hands and you have butterfingers. And he's got like <laughs> candy wrappers and trash all over the desk. And everything uh, like that. It's a little less offensive, but it's still like clearly the same idea. Yeah. I, um, just two more things. One is that when they were mentioning dinosaurs, I was like, let me look this up. All of the dinosaurs looked the same to me. <laughs> Not <laughs> like a, a, like a T-Rex. Okay. Like I get how that's different. I get how like a Tyrannosaurus Rex is different, but like the, like the, the body shape of so many of them was just like head. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was like the raptors, velociraptors, and like the copies or whatever they're called. The copies. Like, the copies are the copies. like, they're like this big. They're, they're like, I'm like, like imagining small, they're medium, all, large. They're yeah, small, literally small, large. small yeah. medium, large. Yeah. 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 But the, I just uh, like so many of these. Um, I also felt like in, in the movie, I don't know if you guys know the story of there was a drunk chef on the Titanic that survived the sinking of the Titanic. What? And they think no. it's by virtue no, of the right. fact that he was super drunk when it all happened. That's how I feel about Muldoon. <laughs> that, like, well, he survived. you'll feel differently in the movie. <laughs> I, yeah. I also love, there's a part in the book when Ellie is like, shut up, you're drunk. <laughs> it's just like, the comedy of it that like no one says anything to him about it throughout the whole like he's taking swigs from a bottle of whiskey and it, everyone's like, took like me a whatever. while and then when he said she said I that i was on like, my way wait. out yeah i had to like recount like wait he's drunk <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my God. he has honestly i mean the line he speaks is one of the most it's the clever girl and that's one of the big like you see it on the tattoos when people get like the raptor tattoo. It's like on everything. It's one of those very famous, very scary part of the movie for me. Yeah. Very that's graphic it, it part of the movie scary. too. It's mm-hmm. like you can see saliva in that part. Now. Oh man, the part where the part where Doctor Sattler finds Mr. Arnold's. Oh, uh, and she's like, it's Spencer. When I was a kid, I was like, wait, I'm so confused. That part's I, of the the Laura Dern acting in that scene where she like is screaming and then she slams the gate and she's just like, <laughs> like and running she just with like, that yeah, limp. She breathes oh literally like that. That impersonation is spot on. I'm not even being sassy. It's like it's like sheer panic. And it's just like it's amazing. Oh yeah. When she turns around and screams in the car when the T-Rex is chasing them, and it's just like she's so good in this movie. So <laughs> good. Really I mean, they're good. all good, but she is like. She is like top notch because Jeff Goldblum was just being himself. So, yeah, it was the origination Which, of the Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, like the persona. I feel like he is today is like I feel like this movie is like where he's like, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. There was that scene at the end where she like jumps into the pool where I was like, how I I kind of like lost track of like, how tall is this building? <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Like. She climbed up the trees and jumped on the roofs. Like, oh, 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 I was just like, okay, I'm just in it. You know what? I am just in it. It was just a running. I, think I am just survival, like survival See, mode. stuff like that, it was like superhuman. easier to be like, to, 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 to read it after seeing the movie because you're like, okay, I know what the visitor center you know looks, looks like. Or like, like yeah, yeah. you know, I've been to Universal Studios, so I know what yeah. it looks like. But it's like one of those where you're like, okay. But I will say like the layout sometimes in the book, I'm like, how long is this roof? Like, 
right. how many buildings? <laughs> and they even kind of say it in the book because they're like, well, I saw the one page, but the rest of them didn't really lay them out correctly. And I was like, I remember <laughs> get at the beginning being like, doesn't a guy lose his intestines on the roof somewhere? And I was like, and so it was funny, like getting through that and being like, is this a three mile long rooftop? Like yeah. there was, yeah, there was a part when Harding, the veterinarian, he gets like slashed by a raptor. And then later he's tending to Malcolm and no one explains. Like, I thought he died. I thought he died too, but I it's was just like, like by Harding, slashed he by just like- slashed across the chest. Yeah, just a casual. It was a lot of ch- it, was, it was very like this was like this is like prime dinosaur target. I noticed. Yeah, like it's right here. Just got him. It's out. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, they're not in the book in the movie, so don't worry about it. There will be no explanation well, for that. Harding Harding is like for like half a second. He's like the, the gatekeeper, uh, isn't he? He's the vet. No, Harding he's the, is vet. the vet. Oh, he, oh, that's right. With the T Rex when she's on the, the Triceratops. Yeah. 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 Triceratops. I kept saying Tyrannosaur. God bless. Yes. Yeah. The t- the that is one big pile of shit. That is that's one that's big a, pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, it's just like, it's one of those books where, like, you know, there are the ridiculous moments, but I'm like, I just, like, I read it and I'm just, it's like, for me, having like loved this movie for so long and just like, there's just something insane. Like, I don't know that there's another book that I've ever read where somehow this has inspired. It's not just that it's like, oh, well, this inspired the movie. And then there were other movies like they still are pulling stuff from this book. And that's what's mm. kind of like it's crazy to be like it, how they like kind of interwoven it. And but then like with all they've pulled, it's still two separate things. But they're also very enjoyable separately. Like, I don't know that that happens often in like with with movies to books anymore. And like in my life, I guess, like there have been a couple like, you know, it's I don't laugh at me. But Matilda, the book and Matilda, the movie, I feel like are also two like they're different. They're similar, but they're like they're both really good. The Shining is another one. The Shining is a good Mm -hmm. example where it's like The, the movie is completely different. But it's and very the sequel good. too. Yeah, the sequel. Yeah, I I just read. That's actually one of the things Jack that that I did after I read Jurassic Park because I didn't even know about Doctor Sleep until um, until after I read Jurassic Park and I I had read The Shining years prior and seen the movie so that one I already knew. But um, I was like, oh wow! So I read the book first and then I watched the movie and obviously the movie is a sequel to the movie and the book is a sequel to the book and they have to be different. Yeah, but the um, movie has so. to be both. And that's the crazy part because the yeah, movie is a sequel right. to both. And that's the, it like blends where, but anyway, the, but the, like, I do think it's crazy that there's this, like, it's like a rarity when this sort of mm-hmm. thing happens. So it's not just like just watch the movie and you're not going to be surprised or whatever, or exci- you know, right. like it's, you'll even, I think that's what'll make it even more enjoyable is like the turns it'll take because of what, what's going on. Like, I don't know. So yeah. again, I will plead with you, please watch it soon. <laughs> yes, please. And then report back. Watch it so you okay. can watch the new one when the new one's about because it's about to come out. So you could you'll have to watch all. Uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you three three has a talking dinosaur for a second. It's a dream. <laughs> it's a dream. Alan is having a dream on a plane and he turns and looks over and there's a raptor and it goes, Alan. <laughs> and he snaps awake but it is so <laughs> awful it is such an awful Alan. And like it is like I, I will never forgive it it is terrible also that movie's only like 90 minutes they started filming it before they were done with the script and it shows so Please. the other ones are longer so it's like but not that not that length has anything to do with it but you know I think my overall take is yes I will watch the movie 
Um, but this also kind of like gave me a, because I don't really read a lot of like thriller type yeah. uh, books and stuff. So I, I think this helped me kind of like get in the mindset of like, okay, I can follow along and like not be too stressed out. Um, because the like I, I noticed like when I was reading, I would slow down actually in those in those scenes to be like, mm -hmm. I want to try and like visualize how these now, dinosaurs this, are killing these people. Right. So that way I can be like, oh, okay. Like, I, I don't know. Like it, it was right. like weirdly not like an instinct for me to be like, let's slow down and read this slow. I read a, I read a lot of thrillers and there are still some that I get to a certain point and I'm like, gotta call it. Gotta call it. Can't, can't do this one. So, I mean, the one that comes immediately to mind is Gerald's Game. Couldn't get through Gerald's Game. The oh, movie was yes. good. Couldn't get through the book. Yes. Um, but, but anyway, regardless, it is, it is cool to realize that a genre that you wouldn't necessarily think you would enjoy is kind of cool. It, yeah. it has its place in your, in your, in your lexicon. Yeah. Oh, your lex. Con? Boo, get her out. Boo. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for this uh, riveting discussion on Jurassic Park. Now, I know you're asking, oh, RJ, what are we going to read for next month? Well, don't worry, because we will be reading Song of Spider-Man, the Listen. inside story of the most controversial musical in Broadway history by Glenn this Berger. Is this has been on my reading list for like since it came out. Oh, really? Ago. And I have seen Spider-Man on Broadway. I saw the show the last week <gasps> well, when it closed. Yeah. Oh I was my one God. of the last people to see it. And uh, the guy, the Spider-Man came up right into the my guy, lap. The Spider-Man The Spider-Man came right up into my lap. So I was like, I in your might, lap. Uh, well, you'll have I'm to not even kidding you. The lady time. said to me when I sat down for the show, she was like, it took me three days of standing outside to get tickets to this show, too. And it was the lady came up to me. She was like, OK, sir, where you're sitting, Spider-Man will be making a visit to your seat. So don't <laughs> touch him. Don't reach out. <laughs> and when he comes up here, please lean back in your seat because I was on the third floor, like third balcony. And he <gasps> came from the stage straight up. And landed right in front of me. And I get why she was like lean back because it literally like he lands and spins around, but like his ass like hit me. Like, and I was like, oh God. And like, I was like, this is how they injured all those people. <laughs> um, but is this, I don't think there's like availability to watch it anywhere. Like, I don't think it was ever like released to the no. public to watch the final it was, product. Was it? it was it, it trash? Was, Did you like it? It was fine. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't. Like everyone made it out to be like it was going to be this awful thing. Like and I was like, oh, I actually I don't mind it. Like, I think it I think what I saw was technologically like really interesting. But I think it, the problem at that point, the version like when I had finally seen it, like the Julie Tamor's imprint that it had on it didn't make sense to the final product. So like, yeah, that's what there Kevin was a was disconnect describing. in terms of like what the Green Goblin looks like makes no sense at all. And like, it's like weird and that it's a little off putting. So it was also, so it was just like kind of one of those things where I was like, I think if they had put him in, like, even if they had just like borrowed a movie suit and put him in the one from the movie, it would have made the experience like way better because that was the, that was the weird, but there was some like really cool aspects of it. Like, 
I don't think it deserved to be trashed as much as it did, but it also probably didn't deserve to get made in the first place. So, because <laughs> I mean, how many people like know. have been permanently injured? But, but I've always I, wanted to read that book. That's I'm literally yeah. because I always was reading about it, like waiting for it to come out. And I was like, when it comes out, I'm going to go see it because the Tobey Maguire Spider Man's one and two, not three, are like <laughs> some of my favorite. Like, they the first movie was the reason why I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to film school because of that and Moulin Rouge. And I was like, I think I like this sort of thing. And and so I think how they said, like, at the beginning of Jurassic Park, they were like, not many people made it through to, <laughs> to say what they witnessed at Jurassic Park. Uh, yes. like, I think it's like the, the same thing cast. for Spider-Man. Like, not many people made oh, it God. through to tell the tale. Of what oh, happened. God. Well, it was well, like, yes. um the guy I saw was somebody who graduated from UCF too. So it was kind of weird because wow. I was at UCF at that time while I was watching and I was like, oh, and like an oh, alumni in my lap. Go nights. But yes, we are reading Song of Spider-Man, the inside story of the most controversial musical in Broadway history by Glenn Berger. The true story of a theatrical dream or nightmare come true. The making of the Spider-Man musical. As you might imagine, writing a Broadway musical has its challenges, but it turns out there are challenges one can't begin to imagine when collaborating with two rock legends and a superstar director to stage the biggest, most expensive production in theater history. Renowned director Julie Taymor picked playwright Glenn Berger to co-write the book for a 25 million Spider-Man musical. Together, along with U2's Bono and Edge, they would shape a work that's so funny. They would shape a work that was technically daring and emotionally profound with a story fueled by the hero's quest for love and the villain's quest for revenge. Or at least that's what they'd hope for. Bum, bum, bum. Are you gonna? You should be required to like listen to the music. I think before you. Oh, Ali's face, just like. Yeah, I'm telling you, it. There's like one song. It's like basically one song, and then they just split it into like 15. That's what it feels like. I I was in the car. I went to Fringe and I saw Spider Queen at Fringe, which, if you're still in the Orlando area, highly recommend Spider Queen at Fringe if you're interested in this because that's why I want to read this book. Want to read it? And uh, my friend that I uh, went to see it with, we got in the car and he started playing the soundtrack from Spider-Man. And I was like, is this an ad? It sounds like a Fanta commercial. <laughs> so, um, Dragged. You t- Bono dragged. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you can. Bono anyway. from dead in a ditch. Bono is dead. <laughs> Well, you can uh, grab a copy of this book and join us in our next Ampleverse book club. Um, at the Ampleverse Bookshop. If you purchase a book there, it not only helps the Ampleverse, but also a local bookstore in your area. And you can get, visit the link right below. Bookshop.org slash shop slash the Ampleverse. Thank you so much for watching or listening along to the Ampleverse Book Club. You can find and follow us on social media at the Ampleverse on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you love the show and the others we do here, and if you feel obliged to tip a dollar or two, give give Rhino a tip for all of his hard work. You can do that on our oh, coffee. Oh, you're going to ask me link- to take my top off at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, linked on this episode. Maybe not this one. Maybe in the Spider-Man. <laughs> spy- oh, I'll wear my Spider-Man onesie. If you'll have me on, I'll be in costume. There you go. We'll do it. Um, yes, if you feel obliged to tip, you can do it on our Kofi linked below. Uh, it helps keep the lights on in our universes. Allie, Catherine, Rhino, thank you so much for joining Book Club. Uh, and we'll possibly do a follow up when we finally watch this movie. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Guys, but, uh, here should Bonus be the rule. F. I think we have to. We have to commit to watching 
all of, well you have to commit to watching all <laughs> of it's like all six like including the one in the, like it's got to be the whole saga and be like here we go at least Girl, the first movie but we'll, that can be a special we'll get through we the first movie a, we can do that Let's as a special get, yeah We'll do the first one. We'll see where it takes us. We'll see where it takes us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the boat. Um, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for joining our book club. We'll see you next month. Until then, read on. Goodbye. Rar. Rar. <laughs> Rar. Here's my poison spit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Discovering voices. Multi-worlds. The Ampliverse.